When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbot. Tony, Nolan Ryan and Robin Ventura fought on the mound 29 years ago today. You remember that? Tony Kornheiser, of course I do. Ventura was 26, Ryan was 46, I was 66. I remember Ryan held his head like this and gave him noogies, noogies. on his head. Ryan destroyed yeah. Ventura. Totally destroyed That was, well, you know what it was? I'm sure it was more embarrassing than it was even painful for a big, strong guy like Ventura. But, but Nolan Certainly. Ryan, big, strong guy, and had not lost right. any strength at 46, had Has not? Welcome no. to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the legal battle between Saudi Tour players and the PGA Tour, the start of the NFL preseason, and a proposal to move college bowl games to the beginning of the season. But we begin today with a Russian judge sentencing Brittany Griner to nine years in prison for allegedly bringing cannabis into the country. T.J. Quinn calls the sentence, quote, expected and reports that the actual length of her detention will be decided by how long it takes for Russia and the United States to strike a deal. Quinn says the end of the trial means negotiations should accelerate. Wilbon, your thoughts on today's sentence of Brittany Griner and where does this go from here? Well, Tony, my only thoughts are sort of borrowing from what I've read from reporters and listening to experts, legal experts who are on various networks that I'm watching, whether it's this one or in my case for news, CNN. And I'm at the point, Tony, where, okay, everybody tells me this is what's going to happen. It did. Here's how it's going to happen. That's what happened. So now we're at the point where I want to fast forward, and I hope this will do that, Tone. We get to the prisoner exchange negotiation, and can we get Brittany Griner back? I don't care much about who we, the United States of America, give up. And I hate to make this sound like a trade deadline story, but who are we going to give up? Who's going to object to that? And can we get Brittany Griner and any other American prisoners back? That's where we are yeah. for me. That Seriously. Yeah, yeah I, I have no disagreement with anything you're saying, and I don't want to sound jaded to people who are watching, but this has been going on for months. Every single person, as you said, said she will be convicted. Every single person said she will be sentenced. She could have been sentenced apparently to 10 years and she got nine. I don't know if that's a sign of anything. And every single person has said this is going to end with an exchange of people. And there was that movie a few years ago with Tom Hanks, Bridge of Spies, where one guy goes across the bridge one way and another guy yeah. goes across the bridge another yeah. way. Maybe there'll be multiple people in this. It's hard for me to imagine, Mike, that Brittany Griner is going to spend nine years in a Russian prison. I don't want but, to imagine and there's that. All, I don't. There, there's always a but to this. This is a country that right. invaded another country for the crime of living next door. That was yeah. the crime. So yeah. you don't know. Yeah. We don't know how no. it's going to happen. No. But every single person has the end in the same way. And Tony, for all the people who, I mean, God bless them for caring as much as they do, who thought that pressure, social pressure, social media pressure in the United States 
was going to alter this process. This is a lesson. No. All right? No. I mean, maybe even diplomacy. Maybe that doesn't set up the outcome the way we want it to be. But it doesn't mean that pressure here, which operates on elected officials here, works yeah. on Russia. So, I mean, there's, no, there's, there's a right. lot to be learned as well. It really is. You're right. And it's Let's good move. that you mentioned diplomacy, because this is in the hands of diplomats. And this is yes, what they it is. do. This is what they do. It's not T-shirts and slogans. It's not any of that now. It really... I no. walked across that no. bridge, by the way. And it was the Czech Republic. I walked across that bridge, actually, literally, a few years ago. Let's in move Berlin. to golf and a story we only touched on yesterday, Tone. 11 Saudi tour members, including Phil and Bryson DeChambeau, filed an antitrust suit against the PGA Tour. Three of those players are seeking a temporary restraining order that would allow them to compete in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which begin next week. All 11 are currently suspended from the tour. Tone, how do you see this playing out? So I'm not a diplomat, as we learned in the first story, and I'm not a lawyer, as we're going to learn in this story, and I'm just going to spin my wheels here. I note that uh, of the people who signed, signed on to that lawsuit, two of them who didn't, I think, are Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson. And I don't know if that means they never want to come back to the PGA Tour or it means they're thinking about it and they don't want to be a party to that lawsuit. As you said, Phil Mickelson is on it. Your friend Pat Perez is on it. Ian yeah. Poulter is on it. Phil Mickelson hates the PGA Tour. That's well documented over the last year or so. And Phil in the, in the Saudi events is usually plus 10 at the end of the event. So he <laughs> took the money that was offered to him because he can't win on the regular tour. And he knows he can't win. The one thing that I look at in this is, is part of the lawsuit, I think, says we're being denied the right to make a living. Hold on a second. You took the money from the Saudi tour because it's yeah. so much more money than you could win on this tour. So what do you mean you can't make the money? You took guaranteed contracts. I, you know, Tony, yes to everything you said. I agree with all of this. I'm going to go a slightly different direction. This finally, all these guys, a great many of them, have spent the last six weeks saying, oh, it doesn't make any difference. You know, I'm still friends with these guys, and we don't talk about it that much. It's a media story. And I look at the guys who say it's a media story, and I just want to say, do you think just because you say that, the rest of us are idiots? Do you, do you really believe that? And now we have something that is going to pit them against each other as they already have been. Just acknowledge what yeah. it is. And Billy Horschel spoke to it. And he said, wait a minute, I'm the PGA Tour and you're suing me now. And that's the honest reaction. And so I want to see what's going to happen there, Tony. What happens, you know, if they're okay. allowed to compete in the FedEx and they're out there competing so, for a purse? And these guys are double dipping in essence. So let me, let me get to what I think are the merits of the case. And I do think there's merit to this case. We're talking about three people in particular, right, uh, Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and Hudson Swafford. They have qualified for the FedEx Cup. They've qualified. Right. They're already in qualified. In the U.S. Yeah. Open and the British Open, they let these people in because right. they'd already qualified. I think they should be allowed to compete. Now, next year, if the Masters says we don't want these people and the U.S. Well, Open says we don't want these people yeah. and the British Open says we don't want these people, we're going to change qualifying. That's a different thing. But, Mike, I think they should be allowed to play because they have qualified. Have qualified, Tony, gives them... I'm not a lawyer either, but I have actually talked to a couple of lawyers. That phrase, have qualified, 
I mean, that, that, that's going to – that seemingly starts them off with about a 20-yard head start to me. I, would, I think so. We move now to an ESPN story that reimagines the college football calendar. The most interesting proposal was that bowl games should be moved from the end of the season, where they are totally obscured by the playoffs, to the beginning of the season where they could serve as high-profile kickoff games. Not the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, but some of the lesser bowls like the Poinsettia Bowl or the Weed Eater. Woman, do you like this idea? No. No, I don't, Tony, but we, we've established... I'm admitting to the college football nerd that I am. I'm admitting to being that. I'm a, I'm a booster. I, I, I'm a season ticket holder. I, I care about this stuff and the tradition of it. I, I don't even want Maryland and Penn State in the Big Ten. To me, I ignore them. They're not really Not Penn State. Rutgers. You don't want Rutgers. You want Rutgers. Penn State. Rutgers, you? Maryland, right. and right. Penn State. I don't want any of them. Oh, and Penn State. I okay. like UCLA okay. and USC because we have a relationship with them through the Pac-12. It's weird. But I admit to my weirdness. And I thought as soon as I read all this stuff this morning and last night, I thought I hate it. And then, Tony, I realized, oh, wait, on my phone is my e-ticket to Ireland in August to go see Northwestern play Nebraska in Dublin. So while I can sit here and say to you, I hate it, I'm participating willingly in just the thing that I am communicating to my own school leaders and to Big Ten people that I know. I hate this. There are other things in life that get in the way, like going back to school. I don't want this. Oh, wait, I'm going to Ireland to watch a game. I don't know how to, I, yeah. I, I don't know how to reconcile well, that. That's a conference game. Look, you, you know me well enough to know that I came to college football very late. In New yeah. York, there is no college football. And then I came to love college football. And if they ask me about college football right now, I would tell you it's perfect. As far as I'm concerned, perfect. You don't have to change a thing. But I, I, if you tell me that it's possible that I can get a non-conference, high-profile game to start the season, like, say, Ohio State, Texas A&M, or UCLA, Florida, I'm going to say fine. And if you say, well, we want to call it a bowl, I go, I don't care what you call it. You, you do whatever right. you want. You can call it what you want. But I also think one of the reasons for this is because the college playoff has obscured bowl games and rendered them moot at this point. A lot of players, if they're not in the playoffs, they don't even play in the bowl games because they don't want to yeah. get hurt and lose a position in the draft. And a lot of guys we know, Rotarians in plaid jackets, say, well, what happened to us? We used to be important. Remember us? We were a big deal. So I, it feels like they're retrofitting college, Mike, because we've passed this stuff now. We're into a multi-team playoff, and we're into super conferences. And the yeah, fact of Tony, the matter is the bowl games feel anachronistic. They do. Yes. But, Tony, we got two weeks in December. Let me tell you something who's going to decide this. Our bosses. Because ESPN's entire TV. programming load, the TV. month of December. <laughs> we get a, we get a few days off, by the way. Thank you. Is the Which bowl is games. Good. It's just programming for this for ESPN, and it's 19 platforms. So what do you do in December? I like sitting around a fireplace, having some eggnog, not spiked. But they're moving this, Mike. They're, they're moving game. it to September. They're moving yeah, it early. Yeah, I don't early. want that. I'm not going to be in front okay. of a fireplace with eggnog in September. I'm not. It's Tony. Well, you. It's weird you tradition. I'm going to even say it's useless. Bowl. I can't drink well, sweet tea anymore either. So what are we doing? What are we talking Oslo about? Oslo Bowl. September, they get snow there. Let's take a break. Coming up, the NFL preseason kicks off tonight. What's the word for that? And how did Jordan Alvarez get four strikes in one at bat without any dopes noticing? 
You want to go to Ireland? I got an extra seat. I got the big, I'm at the uh, manor. I'm at a they door manor. I'm Notre staying Dame there with there. a big, I got a king suite. Why, why aren't they playing Notre Dame? Why aren't they playing Notre, Notre Dame, Dame in Ireland? Notre Dame doesn't want to interact with other academic institutions. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Time for Wilbon and I to have some strong words with each other. What's first? The NFL preseason kicks off tonight with a blank. My word is diversion. I could say it kicks off with a thud. It's the Raiders and Jacksonville. Nobody cares about that. Trevor Lawrence says he's not going to play. It's unlikely that Derek Carr is going to play. And I don't like exhibition games in any sport, Mike, as you know, in any sport. I know. You're consistent. But I haven't seen, haven't seen football in a long time, and i got to tell you, I miss it. And I, it'll be a diversion for me in this regard. This is the Hall of Fame game. This kicks off the season. It's the backdrop. It's the backdrop of the inductions. It's the pageantry. It's the yellow coats. I'm not saying I'm going to watch it for more than five minutes, but for five to ten minutes I will watch, and it will be a diversion, and I'm not trying to sell you on it. You can't sell me on it. It's a dud. I mean, first of all, there's only one reason to watch anything to do with Jacksonville. Unless you tell me Mark Brunel and Tony Baselli are going to come out and play, and it's 1996. There's only one reason to watch, and that's the kid quarterback with the long that's blonde right. hair. And, he's not and if he playing. ain't playing, he's not playing, let me just tell you this. Here's what I think of this game. My son has been told anyone who turns this game on in a dwelling that I own will be fined. Fined. <laughs> and I want to check. Okay? So if anybody oh, so in my great. house, if they turn it on, you're fined at father. least $1,000. Get that out of here. The kid doesn't have $1,000 unless he steals it from your wallet or your <laughs> golf bag. What's next? That's That's it's true. blank that no one noticed that your Don Alvarez got four strikes in an at-bat last night. It's weird. I mean, look, it doesn't amount to anything because on the fourth strike, he grounds out to the first baseman. So it doesn't mean anything. But you're in the third inning. He takes ball one. He takes strike one. He hits a pop foul that falls among three guys. Long run. 
and then they come back to play. So it's one and two. He takes a called strike three and stays in the box, and nobody says get out. Doesn't the umpire have a clicker? Doesn't anybody know that that was strike three? Again, no harm, no foul. But it is so weird that he got a fourth strike, and no one seemed to care. I'm going to follow up your point about it being weird. It's instructive. This is why Theo Epstein is in an office trying to help Major League Baseball instead of running a team so they can get the product right because people aren't even paying attention. Baseball needs fixing to such a degree. Tony, in Little League, as you and I both know, because we played it and then fathered it, the umpire has a clicker. Maybe a lot of people are sitting at home. He goes through the balls and straight. He can look down. He knows exactly what happens because when the pitch hits the glove, he clicks it. It's instructive because baseball is so boring and so stupid and so even unwatched that you have to have Theo Epstein, the most brilliant man in the sport, try to tell people, hey, wake up. We got to fix this product. Ain't that the truth? Amen, Theo. As they used to say on TV, there'll be some splaining to do. That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come, Aaron Rodgers opens up about his Ayahuasca? Do I have that right experience? What is that? Ayahuasca? Sounds like, like Ayahuasca. Camp Hiawatha. Yeah, it does. Ayahuasca. Jimmy Johnson responds, thankfully, to Jerry Jones's petty old man accusation that he's been sniveling. Jerry Jones, his team has Ayahuasca. been sniveling. On the shores of Kichigumi, right? That was my Kichigumi last overnight Hawaii? Boy Scout camp. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Happy time, people. Happy 80th birthday, Cleon Jones. History lesson, kids. Jones was the Mets' left fielder in 1969, the year the Mets won the World Series after finishing ninth of 10 teams in the National League the year before. It was Jones' one All-Star season in the 13 seasons he played in the majors, 12 with the Mets. That year, Jones batted 340. He finished behind Roberto Clemente and Pete Rose in the batting race. That's good company. This was the team of my youth. Jones in left, Tommy Agee in center, Ron Swoboda in right, Ed Charles at third, Bud Harrelson at short, Al Weiss at second, either Don Clendenin or Art Shamsky at first, 
Jerry Grody catching, also Ed Cranepool, Wayne Garrett, Ken Boswell, starting pitchers Boo. Tom Seaver, Jerry Kuzman, Gary Boo. Gentry, Don Cardwell, Nolan Ryan, Tug McGraw, Ron Taylor, and the bullpen Gil Hodges managing. I know you know all these names, Wilbon, just as I, I do. knew all the Cubs that year because that was the rivalry. They were great players, they were a great team, and I hate them. I watched a retrospective on that the other night through the eyes of Ron Sano, one of my heroes, about 1969. And heel clicking and black cats running on the field at Shea Stadium. Was some one of you New Yorkers yeah. sent a black cat out to spook my team, and you did it. And I've never forgiven any of worked. you people. None of you. And it worked. You people. Happy anniversary, Rod Carew and Tom Seaver. On this day 37 years ago, these two future first ballot Hall of Famers reached major milestones. It was late in their career, so they were no longer on the teams you associate them with. The Twins for Carew, the Mets for Seaver. Carew was with the Angels. He got his 3,000th hit off Twins pitcher Frank Viola. Seaver was with the White Sox, got his 300th win against the Yankees. These are the greatest numbers, I think, Mike. 3,000 and 300. Not 500 yep. home runs because not all the no. great hitters are no. power hitters. Carew's career batting average was 328. Played 19 seasons. He was an all-star 18 times. He won seven batting titles. Seaver was 311 and 205. And over 20 seasons, his ERA was 286. He was a 12-time all-star. He won three Cy Youngs. These are two of the greatest players of all time. With apologies to Scherzer and Verlander, Nobody out there is Tom Seaver, and nobody out there is as good as Rod Carew. And I used to love to hear Harry Carey, after he had a few too many fall stats during a game, say, don't you just love to say Rod Carew's name? I'd walk into a bar and say, can you give me a drink? My name is Rod Carew. I don't know why Harry <laughs> did this, but it amused me. It gave me great pleasure over decades to hear Harry Carey do that. Rod! Happy trails to Roger Goodell presiding over the NFL's appeal of the Deshaun Watson ruling. Goodell has the right in the collective bargaining agreement to preside over the appeal, but NFL teams were notified this afternoon that former New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey is Goodell's designee to hear it. This could at least give the appearance of impartiality. The league is clearly upset that Watson only got six games from Judge Sue Robinson and is seeking an indefinite suspension of at least this full season. Mike, we have discussed the ramifications of the NFL seeming to bigfoot this situation time and again. What was news yeah. to me today was a report that the NFL Players Association is thinking of suing the NFL if the suspension is extended upon appeal. How can they do that? They agreed to so, this very process they did. in the collective bargaining they agreement. They it's did. Craziness. Impartiality, by the way. Impartiality is not the issue. Severity is the issue. And nobody wants to speak to what really is anymore. They want to talk around it. Please stop. Uh, let's, uh, we have an omission here, I believe, if Pronto comes up. What the is Brewers it? lost this afternoon. Their fourth straight L, three of them to the Pirates. Good. They've lost on walk-offs twice in 24 hours. Wilbon, it looks like they're mission, missing Josh Hader, doesn't it? Yeah, I hate them too. Not as much as I hate the 69 Mets, but I hate the Brewers too. Um, Jimmy Qualls ruined the no-hitter by Seaver. Let's go to the big finish. <laughs> After Jerry Jones accused him of sniveling, Jimmy Johnson yeah. told Dan Levitard he had to look up the word, and he doesn't know if he's ever sniveled. Your reaction? I, he should do that. He should make fun of Jerry Jones whenever he can, because Jerry Jones is just jealous and resentful and sounds like a clown now. Aaron Rodgers told the Aubrey Marcus podcast he believes the ayahuasca experience helped him win back-to-back -back MVPs. What's ayahuasca and what are your thoughts? 
My thoughts are that Aaron Rodgers is trying to get back to the 60s. He'll hold a press conference and it'll say, groovy, man. Doc Rivers told Vince Carter's podcast, everybody has a podcast, that the tampering yeah. allegations against the Sixers are not true. Go. Vince has never asked me to be on I'm the only person without a podcast. I mean, enough with the tampering charges. They're stupid and waste of time. The Sawks released Jackie Bradley Jr. Is that deserved? That's a wow for me. I thought he was a terrific yeah. player. He must have really slipped. Couldn't Last hit, one, the Braves and Mets start a five-game series tonight. Your expectation? I don't know, Tone. Probably 3-2, but you know, I just told you who I'm rooting against in this series. Kyle Wright against Carrasco. That's going to be a great series. I'm going to watch some of this. You should take some ayahuasca. We're out of yeah. time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Can I do it at the golf course? I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Yet more podcasts. Here's SportsCenter.